March 30th, 2022, and this is your Ukraine Daily Brief from the DSR Network. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, the peace talks between Russia and Ukraine are continuing in Istanbul. However, the outlines of the deal are taking shape. Neutrality for Ukraine with security guarantees, and Russian pullback from its advanced positions. However, the ultimate faith of Crimea and the Donbass remains unclear. While nothing is finalized, things may be moving in the right direction. Although the Russians have claimed to be pulling back from Kyiv, U.S. officials are urging caution. President Biden said he won't read anything into Russia's claim it was withdrawing troops until I see what their actions are. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said, We assess that it is likely more repositioning to be used elsewhere in Ukraine. Where exactly, we don't know. One area where Russia could be retreating is to the Donbass. Yesterday, Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu said that the main tasks of the first stage of the special operation of the Russian Federation have been completed, and this allows us to focus our main efforts on achieving the main goal the liberation of Donbass. This is a clear concession that they no longer feel that they can take over the whole country, but Russia may be trying to consolidate its gains as negotiations continue. Russia has claimed that the U.S. and NATO are behind a massive number of cyber attacks against them. The Russian Foreign Ministry said media, critical infrastructure, and life support systems have been targeted. The White House denied previous reports that it had even been presented with options for cyber attacks in Russia and has claimed that Russia is preparing to use cyber weapons themselves. The State Special Communications Service of Ukraine reported on Monday that Russia was behind a large cyber attack against Ukratelecom, Ukraine's telephone and internet company. The attack reduced their services to 13% of pre-war levels. But after a number of hours, they were able to restore service to their wartime levels. More victims of sexual violence perpetrated by Russian forces are coming forward with harrowing stories of rape and abuse. Sexual violence in the wake of armed conflict can be both a war crime and a crime against humanity. Russia denies these allegations. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's spokesman said that the Prime Minister said, A ceasefire alone would not be cause for UK sanctions to be removed on Russia. The pressure on Putin must be increased both through further economic measures and providing military aid to ensure Russia changes course completely. The Polish government has adopted draft legislation that will allow a ban on imports of Russian coal, a cabinet spokesperson said on Tuesday. Russia dominates Polish coal imports, accounting for 20% of domestic use. Some 9.4 million tons of Russian coal was imported to Poland in 2020 and used mostly to heat individual households. The nation also imports some 50% of its gas and over 60% of the oil it refines from Russia. The United States and its allies plan new sanctions on more sectors of Russia's economy that are critical to sustaining its invasion of Ukraine including military supply chains, Deputy U.S. Treasury Secretary Wally Adeyemo said on Tuesday, quote, In addition to sanctioning companies in sectors that enable the Kremlin's malign activities, we also plan to take actions to disrupt their critical supply chains, end quote. 
The National Bank of Ukraine has accused Russia of attempting to introduce the use of the Russian ruble in territories temporarily not controlled by the Ukrainian authorities or threatened with seizure, including the Zaporizhia and Kherson regions, in violation of international law. It claims that the banking system of Ukraine is able to provide adequate services to the population and the national bank and banks are able to continue to ensure the circulation of the hyrivnia in the temporarily occupied territories in accordance with the legislation of Ukraine. The hyvernia is the legal currency in Ukraine, an issuance and circulation on the territory of Ukraine of other monetary units and the use of monetary surrogates as a means of payment is prohibited. EU countries and the Commission remain deadlocked over who should provide guarantees for a European Central Bank-run scheme to convert Ukrainian refugees' cash into local currencies. At issue is the National Bank of Ukraine's current inability to provide the collateral that would cover potential losses. The issue is likely to be discussed at the ministerial level by EU finance ministers at a meeting next week in Luxembourg. Russia has offered to buy back dollar bonds maturing next week in rubles in a move seen by analysts as helping local holders of the $2 billion sovereign issue receive payment, while also easing the country's hard currency repayment burden. The bonds, issued in 2012, would be bought at a price equivalent to 100% of their nominal value, the ministry said in its statement. Germany has issued an early warning of possible natural gas shortages after Russia said it wanted to be paid in rubles and threatened to cut off supplies if its demands were not met. Fears of Russia ending its gas deliveries to Germany arose after Russian President Vladimir Putin demanded that unfriendly countries start paying for natural gas with rubles rather than U.S. dollars or euros as agreed in their supply contracts. Germany, Russia's biggest energy customer in Europe, had dismissed Putin's directive as blackmail. European Union interior ministers met in Brussels on Monday to discuss a joint refugee policy as millions flee Russia's invasion of Ukraine, where they agreed on a plan to coordinate the sheltering capacity between member states, which included creating an EU-wide registration system for Ukrainian refugees and to improve transport coordination to help people move between countries. The head of the IAEA arrived in Ukraine on Tuesday for talks with government officials over the safety of the country's nuclear facilities. The IAEA said the visit by its director general, Rafael Mariano Grossi, would lay the groundwork for sending its experts into the country to help protect Ukraine's nuclear sites amid the Russian invasion. The agency said it had drawn up concrete and detailed plans for safety and security assistance to Ukraine's nuclear sites, which it said included 15 nuclear power reactors at four plants, as well as Chernobyl. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip or topic you'd like us to cover, please email us at udb at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the Ukraine Daily Brief. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into Deep State Radio tonight to hear former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Masha Yovanovitch, talk to David Rothkoff about her new memoir, Lessons from the Edge. Stay safe and stay tuned to the Ukraine Daily Brief from the Deep State Radio Network.